Cause I ain't changing Every single move you're making Since I've analyzed predictions Far beyond the comprehension I've been tortured with the writhing Thoughts that stop a star from shining Kill me now before I'm sober So I die before it's over Welcome to another episode of the Men Insights Podcast. This is one that I've been wanting to do for a little bit. And I, as you can see from the title of this one, I'm discussing whether or not we are living in the greatest era of professional wrestling right now. And I know a lot of people might not agree with that, and that is fine. Your prerogative. You can feel however you want to feel. Many fans of my generation especially would tend to say that the Attitude Era is the greatest era in professional wrestling from 1997 to 2002. And I can understand definitely for sure. I mean, me personally, I think Ruthless Aggression was better than the Attitude Era. That is just my opinion. I've spoken to other people who feel exactly the same way, but, and I do understand why people consider the Attitude Era to be the greatest era in professional wrestling, but the era in professional wrestling that we are living in right now and experiencing right now with this new war of WWE versus AEW may potentially, in my opinion at least, subjective opinion, subjective, uh, may be potentially be the greatest era in professional wrestling that I have lived through for sure. And there are a lot of factors that play into that, and I will discuss those here today. And um, one of those is I believe that the quality and again, this is all subjective. My opinion, you are free to agree or disagree however you feel. And you are not wrong for feeling the way you feel. But my subjective opinion is in terms of the quality of storytelling and matches that we've been experiencing over the last four years especially has been some of the best that I have ever seen as a fan of professional wrestling my entire life. I've lived through the golden era of the late 80s, early 90s, the new generation era of the mid 90s, the attitude era, Monday Night War, the ruthless aggression era, the PG era, the reality era, and the what is what is the modern era as WWE refers to it as. And I've lived through all of that, I've seen all of it, I've experienced all the different highs and lows of professional wrestling. And I feel that we might be in the best era of professional wrestling with the again the storytelling that we've had with you know, specifically with WWE. It's the bloodline story of the last three years, and for a story like that to have been going this long, staying as fresh as it is, in my opinion, and not having any dull moments and keeping you on the edge of your seats that is something that with i mean the way attention spans of people are these days to be able to keep people invested in a story like that is amazing because a lot of fans they're very impatient and they just want everything boom 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 they want to move on to the next thing really quickly and but then they'll on the flip side of that they'll complain about there not being long-term storytelling and that things are rushed and but then they want things to be rushed it's fans are never satisfied but that's a whole other topic but and just the moments that we've been experiencing like 
Cody making his epic return after a six-year absence at WrestleMania last year was one of the most amazing things in company history. Such an awesome moment. Um, the getting to see the on the rise with a AEW really. I mean, yeah, they had their controversies with the CM Punk stuff over the last couple of years. You know, that's been the, talked about to death by better people, more qualified people than I am. And but they are they have been they've been on the on the upswing since since all that has died down. And but the big news of from this weekend of Wrestle Dream with Edge, formerly Edge, now he's rated R superstar Adam Copeland being all elite, making his debut at Wrestle Dream, and um, this coming off on the heels of WWE announcing that they signed Jade Cargill. It's like these, this is now what fans like myself experienced in the mid-90s with the Monday Night Wars of WWF versus WCW, and seeing who's going to go where, you know, who's going to jump ship next. That's the, that's the excitement that, I'm, that we are experiencing in wrestling right now, and I love that, and it's just because when there's competition, fans we all win. The fans win because it has something. You have something for everybody all across the board. You got stuff. You got if you want the fast pace indie style wrestling of AEW, there that's where you can get it from. If you want quality storytelling, long term storytelling, you got WWE for that. Not to say that there isn't great quality wrestling and great in WWE and great quality storytelling in AEW because there is. It's just they have it in their own ways. Like WWE, they have their their system of in ring, you know, performing that has worked for them for the last 50, 60, however many years. And in AEW, they've been around for just over four years now, four and a half years, and they have their style, their presentation that ha- the fans have loved from day one. And I'm a fan of both companies. Like I've said before, I'm a fan of professional wrestling first. Yes, I've been a lifelong WWE fan my literally my entire life. But I'm a professional wrestling fan first. I was a fan of the WWF in the, in the 80s and 90s. Fan of WCW. Fan of ECW. Fan of Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. Fan of Ring of Honor. Uh, AAA. Lucha Underground. Um, so many other indie wrestling promotions and smaller promotions out there, uh, Evolve, uh, Impact Pro Wrestling, FCW, uh, and Smoky Mountain, etc., uh, etc. Et and uh, and I and I've seen like other people, like other like neo quote unquote old timer wrestlers that they've said that wrestling today is more athletic than it was during their time. Because a lot of the, you know, from way back, you know, like 50s, 60s, 70s, yes, they were, there were some athletic performers in there, but a lot of it was more of the gritty, hard-hitting, you know, kind of wrestling. You know, like you look at, like the, you look at the stuff like Bruno San Martino, that, that was more, uh, more powerhouse kind of wrestling, where it was, you know, ground and pound and all that, but they had the technicians, like, like a Bob Backlund and, and Pedro Morales and people like that, but wrestling today is so much more athletic uh, acrobatic and you know with with the young bucks with people like Shinsuke Nakamura and you got you have your Brian Danielsons and your Kenny Omegas Will Ospreys uh, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles 
and Cody Rose and people like that, the Bianca Belairs of the world, the Jade Cargills, the Charlotte Flairs, the Britt Bakers, the and you know, I can go on and on with that. And the personalities like in you know, Arch Cassidy, Danhausen, um there's something there's something for everybody. And I hope I'm articulating my thoughts as clearly as I can. Doing this late at night. I'm a little exhausted from work. It's been a long weekend. And I'm also prepping myself to catch up on, on season two of Chucky since I didn't get to keep up with it last year with the season three premiere happening in a couple of days as well. And also we got the finale of Ahsoka season one happening later tonight because um, I'm recording this at 12.40 a.m., which is now Tuesday on the East Coast. Um, so yeah, but I'm getting sidetracked off here, but um, and just all the Again, the excitement of who's going to go where and the you know anticipation of where these stories are going to go, what's going to happen next, the matches that we've been having, especially with Gunther as long, longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in WWE history and having the quality matches that he's been having with Chad Gable, with Tommaso Ciampa that he had earlier, a, couple, a little over an hour ago, a couple hours ago on Raw, and... You know, stories with Finn Balor and Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Senior Money in the Bank, Dominic Mysterio as the North American Champion on, or former North American Champion on NXT, being Dirty Dom and all that, Rhea Ripley as the World's Women's World Champion, and stories on overall on SmackDown with like Bailey and Shotzi and Damage Control and everything else like that, and Bianca, and well, she's been taking her time off right now enjoying a much needed break because she's been she's been the face of women's wrestling for the last two years in wwe she deserves a you know some rest and um now and then over on ew we got uh saraya page um doing her thing with uh the outcasts um tony storm finding her character now with uh, the Hollywood starlet character, you know the you know vintage Hollywood starlet presentation that she's been doing, which it was I was eh, about it at first, but I'm I'm into it now. I'm I'm digging it. She because that's one of the things with that I've have always criticized with the EW, especially the lack of character development and presentation and storytelling, and they are finally starting to find their groove in that respect, and. And then now with the additions of Adam Copeland in All Elite Wrestling, and him, he's going to be full-time, not part-time like he was with WWE. I one of the comments that he made uh, on the media, it was, believe, I believe, either the media, media scrum or the Twitter post that he did, where he said that you're not going to see me, you're not going to see me every three months, you're going to see me every week, every show, and that is cool. I've been a fan of Edge his entire career that I've known him in, in WWE 25 years and exciting new things to come with him in AEW you know potential matches with Kenny Omega um Adam uh, Cole Adam Page MJF and and who knows who else that they're gonna make him fight and of course you know the eventual thing with him and Christian Cage whether it's a tag team or they're gonna be fighting one-on-one and but it's just it's a, it's a great time to be a fan of wrestling. It really is, because you have something for everybody. Whether you you have WWE, you have All Elite Wrestling, you have Impact, you have Ring of Honor, um, you have the indie wrestling that you that you can go to if you have one in your town or nearby. You know, 
you know, support support indie wrestling because that because one day one of those local wrestlers in your town could be wrestling on television for AEW or for WWE, and I don't know, I'm. It, this is the kind of thing that I wish I could have somebody on here with me to discuss some of this stuff, to have that back and forth and discuss it because I like having different point of views expressed and to be able to have that kind of dialogue and conversation to hear different thoughts and ideas and now but i mean that's well i'll actually i'll talk a little bit more about that later and another time but just this is such an exciting time to be a professional wrestling fan because it's like something is happening everywhere something is happening for everybody there is something for everybody and like if you feel like if you're liking the storytelling of WWE but you want better you want more like acrobatic wrestling you can go to AEW you know if you're not really caring for the acrobatic of, of AEW and some of the you know deathmatch stuff that they got over there then you have the more safer you know hate, well, I hate using the term safer but you know the style of WWE that is more story belly storytelling based than athletic not to say that there isn't athletic matches because again you know you got your gunthers who's been you know dominating for a year and a half as intercontinental champion um great matches that have been on nxt i mean uh just had uh the nxt no mercy a few days ago as well had an awesome show right there with a uh, becky lynch and uh tiffany stratton in an extreme rules match that was really good um and the as I said also before, you know a few weeks ago the cage match with Becky Lynch and Trish at uh, at Payback was phenomenal and we got fast lane happening this weekend as well which I will come back in a couple of more couple of days to do my predictions for that and because as of right now I think there's only like five or six matches officially scheduled for the show but we'll see how it goes in the next couple of days I mean I I am enjoying I'm enjoying being a wrestling fan I mean I couldn't care less about the tribalistic thing like that's another thing i think edge talked about you know fans you know fans that are for the and the acronyms the letters and not the wrestlers it was something like something like that i'm paraphrasing and that's how i feel i am a fan of the wrestlers before i am a fan of the letters that they are wrestling for you know like i'm a fan of edge i'm gonna follow his career in aew couldn't care less that he's not with wwe anymore yeah, it's, but yeah, this, this, this new, this is where the war is really on with WWE and AEW, because with Edge coming over to AEW now, he was somebody that everyone thought would be a WWE lifer. I mean, he was with them for 25 years. They just celebrated his anniversary. He had his farewell match on SmackDown against Sheamus in Toronto a month ago, a little over a month ago now, month and a half, and. Somebody, he's somebody that we never thought we would see wrestling anywhere else, and now he's all elite, which that's gonna be something to to check out for sure. And now it's getting much like with the Monday Night Wars. Who's gonna be the next one to make the big jump? Is it gonna be somebody going from AEW to WWE? Somebody from WWE to AEW? Are we gonna see a Dolph Ziggler popping up in AEW? Are we gonna see? You know, MJF when his contract expires next year, is he gonna actually make the jump into WWE like he's he keeps talking about? I mean, personally, I don't think he will, at least not yet. But it would be cool if he did. You know, he's he's 
paid, he's more than paved the way for himself and laid out a path where if he were to go to WWE, they would make him a star. Just like what they're doing with Jade Cargill right now. I mean, they, you know, announced her signing through ESPN, had the grand presentation all over social media that they've been hyping her up, and they don't do that for just everybody. Like, yeah, and I know some people complain, like, oh, you know, they, they release this person, this person, this person, and then they bring her in. She's getting the media buzz, the social media buzz. She's getting the media attention. She's an, she's an attraction, and there's a lot of potential, especially her, her learning the WWE system and the learning under the WWE umbrella. She's going to have great matches with a, with a Becky Lynch, with a Charlotte Flair, with the... the Oscars and the EO skies and you know eventually down the line of Bianca Belair which that's what a lot of fans are hoping to see and hyped up to see because like as soon as they announced that she that she had signed with WWE that's all I kept seeing they, they want Jade versus Bianca and when that does happen it's going to be phenomenal for sure and because I was a fan of Jade in AEW I enjoyed her work she was still very green for a very long time but she was Proving every week with every match that they gave her, they made her a star. Now WWE is gonna make her a superstar. And who knows what's gonna happen next? Again, just I love I love the excitement of and the unpredictability of what's gonna happen next. With with um, it was exciting back in the nineties with WWF versus WCW, and you know seeing Holland Nash popping up and forming the NWO with Hulk Hogan. Then seeing and seeing Bret Hart pop up in WCW as well, and Jericho making jumping the ship to WWF and Big Show coming to WWF was really such a you know th- those are the moments that are gonna just for fans of today that might have missed the Attitude Era. This is gonna be for them what the Attitude Era was for fans like myself, and that is a wonderful thing, really is, and. I am hopeful and optimistic and excited to see what happens next. And you know, we have you know, we have Fastlane happening this weekend, and then we got the next Saudi show at the beginning of November, end of October. Yeah, beginning of November. And then we got Survivor Series coming up as well. And then of course the Royal Rumble happening in Tampa, then Elimination Chamber over in Australia, and then WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, and. We got more stuff coming from AEW. I think Full Gear is happening in November as well. And their Winter is Coming event that they've been doing every December the last few years. And then, of course, they're going to have uh, Revolution and then Double or Nothing and so on. And probably more pay-per-views coming for them as well because they've been adding more to their calendar. And, you know, what? the more wrestling, the better, in my opinion. Because it's something for everybody and when when both companies are thriving and doing better and that's the best for everybody of all this best for the wrestlers best for the companies best for the fans because we all win in the end when they win we win and that's really all you can ask for and that's going to do it for this episode of the men in science podcast i hope y'all enjoyed hearing me ramble on for the last almost 20 minutes i've don't know if I said anything of any merit for you guys, but if you heard if you heard something that you agreed with, if you heard cool, if you heard something you disagreed with, let me know about that as well. Uh, you can reach out to me either commenting on YouTube, you know, down there 
in the little comment section, uh, reaching out to me on Facebook, my official Manatides Podcast Facebook. The link is down in the description as well. And uh, also you can support me on my store. Please check that out. I'm trying to think of more designs that I want to put in there. I mean, yeah, the Straight Edge t-shirt is still my hottest selling item, which I still am just baffled by, but am grateful for it as well. And, uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing. And if you're not subscribed, please do so. YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so on, so on. You can click on the Linktree link and check out wherever else you can find the podcast. And, um, yeah, thank you all so much for checking out Meditize Podcast. I love and appreciate every single one of you who do. And I especially hope that you will uh, check it out on the 15th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I'm at. And I'll be joined by the wonderful and talented singer-songwriter-actress Allison Crow, who those of you who follow me might best know her as the uh, singer of Hallelujah at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League, as well as the uh, female vocals on the Viva Las Vegas uh, opener for Army of the Dead. So uh, we have a lot. Of, it'll be a lot of fun to speak with her in a couple of weeks. I uh, hope you all will join me for that one. And um, yeah, this has been the Minutes Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see all of you on the next one. Bye bye. Skills die